listening to Tasmanian Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current, and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, and what we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, David Leo. I'm here with Jason Cook as well, and we have David Maxwell joining us from Launceston with a new series entitled The Teachings of Jesus, Lost and Found. Welcome, David. Max for today and your Leo for today. That's really good. Good to hear from you again, David and Jason. David, are you there? Yes, he's here. Oh, oh. you can't hear. Oh. How's that? I can hear yeah. him. Uh, good, good. <laughs> We're all here. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, welcome, David. I can Thank hear you, you now. And uh, because my name is David as well, you might hear us refer to each other as uh, myself as Leo and uh, David Maxwell is Max. So welcome, Max. <laughs> good to hear from you today. Well, it's good to have you with us. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. So um, every uh, week you see in the new series, uh, you're going to be sharing with us a favorite psalm for our listeners. So mm. which one do you have for us today? Look, I have a psalm today, Leo, that I find many people know, many people have heard it. They often call it the Lord's psalm, but it's not. It's the shepherd's psalm. So David is the one who wrote this. So it's Psalm 23, and I'd like to read it through this morning and then just uh, share a few notes about it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me, before me, in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is a wonderful psalm, because as you dig right into it, I've shared on this program, um, oh, a long time ago now, but I did share on this program a little bit more about what each one of those verses means. So in verse 1, if, if I let him lead me, I will have everything I need. I think that's really important that we'll have everything we need if we let Jesus follow, uh, lead us. In verse 2, if I let him lead, he'll give me rest when I need it. I don't know about you, but we often need rest we don't think we need it, but God gives us rest when he knows we need it. Mm. Um, verse 3, if I let him lead, he'll restore my whole being and lead me in path, right paths so that others will see who he is and come to trust him as well. That's, that's the essence of that verse. And then verse 4, if I let him lead me, and this is all the way through, letting the good shepherd lead us. That's really important. When I'm surrounded by death's shadow. Now, that can be either myself, I'm heading into the last part of my life, or um, the shadow of death also encompasses those who we know, the loved ones, uh, or, or people that are close to us. And that means we're, we're enveloped in that shadow, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, I have God's strength through his protection, care, and his rod, and his staff, his rod, as we've explained once before, is the protective thing that the uh, shepherds would carry, and the staff was the support for themselves and also to protect the sheep and and guide the sheep. So we don't need to be fearful. God has that in hand. Uh, Verse 5, if I let him lead me, 
Jesus will protect me from the face of my enemies, or in the face of my enemies, sorry, and ensure I have the comfort of his presence even when I'm attacked. And, and I think that's really important. We get a lot of that today, and I find a lot of hope and, and comfort in that particular verse. And finally, if we let him lead and be our good shepherd, his goodness and mercy, it says follows me, but the word in Hebrew actually means pursue. It pursues me mm. all the days of yeah. my life until I find myself in God's presence at the end. So he, don't, he doesn't just walk behind. You know, he is, he is following us. He is pursuing us. And you see that in the Bible many times, Nebuchadnezzar and a number of other people, where he won't let them go. <laughs> Because he loves them so much. So his goodness and mercy pursues me. It's after me, his goodness and his mercy. And so within this psalm, I find a comfort that Jesus is our good shepherd. And I think that's a really great lead into this program about the lost sheep. <laughs> the lost sheep. It reminds me, David, of the program. I think it was your first series on Tassie mm. Encounters where you, I think you did seven weeks on, uh, I did, on psalm, psalm 23. So. That's still available for listeners to go back and have a listen to if they're interested. But uh, it was Psalm 23 in detail. It was. It was a, a great study. So um, today, David, uh, what are you going to be talking about today? We've we've got um, the teachings of Jesus, Lost and Found, as our new series. But yeah. what's your topic today? Yeah, well, last week we looked at the lost coin. Uh, so we're looking at things that are lost in these, in these, uh, the lost and found series, the teachings of Jesus, because we haven't got time to look at all the teachings of Jesus. And Leo, you've spoken about some of the teachings of Jesus in the past, and many others have actually shared on this as well. So I'm just looking at these lost and found, lost and found teachings of Jesus. So last week we learned that God cares about us so much. He does all he can to save even those who are lost within his own house and they don't know it. And, and I think that's important. So today we're going to look at the lost sheep. And this is a story uh, that, or a teaching that Jesus gave about a sheep that was lost accidentally. And it was outside the fold. It was lost accidentally. And, and, and what the good shepherd did to retrieve it. So before we go to a break, I want to, have to spend a little bit of time talking through uh, the listener question <clears throat> that we're going to ask. Now, I just wanted to remind our listeners as well that it's not just the listener question that you can text in about. Given this is about sheep today, a lost sheep, um, you can text in about anything that you know about this this um, proverb, or this um, parable that Jesus uh, talked about, the lost sheep. So you might have heard some other things emphasised in that parable. So, yeah, we'd love to hear that as well. But the listener question I've got is, have you ever witnessed sheep that have been hand-reared and see how they respond to both their owners and strangers? Um, and we'll repeat that again a number of times uh, through our program. I got to witness this once when I was in WA. We had friends uh, who let us stay in a in a big shed that they'd made into a house. And uh, I think that was really, really fabulous, the old potbelly stove. And, and then uh, during the day, they got us to come over to the farm where the sheep were. And they said, watch this. And they called out one particular sheep name. And one sheep came out of the flock and came up to the young girl. That's amazing. And it was just incredible. This this sheep knew its name, and it came when it was called. Mm. And uh, when I called the name, it didn't come to me. Mm. <laughs> you know, it only went 
it knew the voice of the owner and it only went to the owner. And I thought that's really great. Jesus explains that elsewhere in the Bible as well, where he says that the sheep know the, know the shepherd's voice mm. and won't come to a stranger. And oh, that was just perfectly played out as I watched them. You know, they'd hand-reared this sheep. Uh, they loved the sheep. The sheep knew that it was loved. <laughs> And and it's just fascinating to watch. Have you either of you ever ever experienced anything like that? Um, we had a bit of a hobby farm when I was growing up, and uh, we had uh, sheep and calves, and you'd be hand feeding them, mm. you know, uh, hand feeding them with a bottle of some sort, and uh, yeah. they certainly love to come and get their food. <laughs> so that's yeah. that's my experience. I can't. Yeah. In, in growing up in New Zealand, I got to hang around. Uh, some sheep every now and then. I mean, my, that's the nation of sheep, isn't that's it? That's right, the friends farm. But I don't know if I met any hand read, but I've never experienced anything like you just explained. Um, mm. uh, Max, I haven't yeah. seen that. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it sounds amazing. It, it is amazing. It's fascinating to see. And when, when you see it played out like that, you see that Jesus used uh, local stories of things that the people of his day understood. And for us to understand the Bible better... It's often better if we do a little bit of historical research into what the time was like, what the people were like, um, what the environment was where Jesus was sharing whatever, or the Bible is sharing whatever story that it's sharing. Mm. And often that'll give you a much deeper insight into what Jesus is actually talking about, and then you can take that message and apply it to today. And you find you get a much more accurate application rather than just saying this is what it says i do that today and it's completely different right Mm, mm. yeah so the listener question again you might need to repeat it a couple of times so that our listeners can get the crux of what we're talking about yes yes Uh, before i do that i just want to um encourage our listeners Uh, we started a new series last week you can go into the faith fm um the faith fm app which you can find on our website, or you can download the app, and you can hear the Lost Coin on there. And also, uh, Jason mentioned uh, David's first thing about Psalms 23. You can even go way back then and, and uh, have a listen on the Faith FM app then. Mm. But um, the listener question is, have you ever witnessed sheep that have been reared and see how they respond to both their owners and strangers? So that's the that's the question. Um, Jason and I have asked that, and uh, t- text us on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And the next song is "Savior Like a Shepherd Lead Us" by the Norton Hall Band.
receive us Poor and sinful though we be Thou hast mercy to relieve us Grace to cleanse and pardon free Blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus Early let us turn to Thee Blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus Early let us turn to Listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and we are talking with David Maxwell on the topic of the lost sheep. The listener question it was, Have you ever witnessed sheep that have been hand reared and see how they respond to both their owners and strangers? The difference between the two owners and strangers? You can text us your answer on 0488880891. And before we get back into it, I just want to shout out to uh, Ed. I think you know who that is, Ed and WA. He's saying good morning, Jason, Leo, and Max. So, hello to you, uh, Ed, and thanks Ed, for sending us a text. Ed is another David, so another, he's, he's used Ed yes. to distinguish. So he understands what it. You'll have to start calling me Cook soon. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, there's so many, uh, so many people blessed with such a beloved name. It is. That's right. <laughs> so, David, uh, before the break, um, we introduced uh, this topic just a little bit: uh, the lost sheep. Mm. on this new series, The Teachings of Jesus Lost and Found. Mm. Um, so we're going to have a look at a parable, and this is a parable about a sheep that was lost accidentally and yes. uh, what the shepherd did to retrieve it. So yeah. uh, how would you like to get started this morning? Yeah, th- thanks, Jason. There are so many levels to the different parables that Jesus tells. So when he tells a parable, I think the reason he tells a parable is first, it's shorter. <laughs> mm. And secondly, there's so many people that can gain insight from it. But also it was to shroud the truth from people who weren't really looking for the truth. They were just looking to criticize or mm. condemn. 
So uh, today we're going to start by looking at this parable that Jesus told about a shepherd who lost one sheep and to see the immediate context of it. So remember I said before the break that Jesus often used locally understood things uh, mm. that, that the people could then relate to and go, oh, yeah, I understand that. So that must mean Jesus is talking about. So if we can actually see it in that light, it helps us to understand as well. Mm. Then we'll look at how this story applies to us today and what it tells us about God. So it's, it's a process that I've, I'm going to take through the rest of this series to help people understand the local context, the message to them, and then what that message means to us today. But first we're going to pray, and then we're going to read the passage, or I'll get you to read the passage that we're going to look at today. So let me pray for our listeners. Sure. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that you're a God who cares for us. We thank you for these stories, these these teachings, these parables that you put in the Bible. Lord, help us as we read them today. Give us understanding. Uh, and to our listeners, that they might hear your voice, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So Luke 15, 1-7, NLT, the New Living Translation, please, gentlemen. Let's do it. It says, Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. So Jesus told them this story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the ninety-nine others in the wilderness and go search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbours, saying, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Mm, mm. Really good. Thank you for that, Jason. I want to start by talking about, um, well, using an illustration, I've called it clean up in aisle five. You know, know, this is a a supermarket one, isn't it? Many years ago, I, I actually witnessed a child that was lost, and I suppose many of our listeners have I've seen a child at some time crying, can't find mum. <laughs> I did that to uh, my own daughter. I oh, did you? Yeah, oh, I did. no. <laughs> well, I'm sure you weren't like this, um, 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 Leo, so let's let's see how we go. Mm-hmm. The child had been accidentally lost. <clears throat> now, it, it just walked away. It wasn't purposely trying to get lost. Um, but, you know, in a, in a supermarket, there's lots of things down low for kids to be interested in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know if they do that on purpose, so they'll grab it and give it to mum. <laughs> But nevertheless, this child was was uh, just wandered away uh, in the store uh, and, and then turned around and all of a sudden, mum wasn't there mm. and it got frightened, started crying. I don't remember if it was a little boy or a little girl, but it got scared, started to cry. And a kind lady in the shop saw this. She was shopping as well. She stopped, she bent down, tried to comfort the child. But, you know, obviously children won't be comforted until mum's there. Uh, and so the kind lady takes the child by the hand and leads it up to the information desk and they make the announcement and very soon the uh, the lady turns up now you would expect a lady who who has finally found the child will scoop the child up and and comfort it there there you know mum's here it's okay it's okay but instead of that happening it was completely the opposite the, the mother walked up in frustration grabbed the child by the hand and dragged it off telling it off and scolding the child she walked away and 
you know, of course we would say it was the mother's inattention <laughs> that was the cause of the child mm. getting lost but uh, because the child was simply distracted. But when we read this parable, we see a very different approach to the lost sheep, the one that wandered off than what this mother did. Mm. And that's what I want to highlight as we go through it. Mm. As we've... As we've, sorry, you were going to say something there, Jason. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, as a parent, you know, sometimes that um, you're actually angry at yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I think she was probably angry at herself for, for yeah, losing the child, and so. But then sometimes that anger comes out in the wrong way. Yeah, it mm. does, and that's that's disappointing. Mm. But look, I, I guess we learn from it as well. Mm. But that was what I witnessed. Mm. <laughs> And it was, you know, I looked at that and I thought, well, that's not what the Bible, that's not what the shepherd, the good shepherd does. That's right. So as we've already read in the story, um, or, or as you've already read the story, I'm just going to summarize it as we go through. So Jesus is attracting more of the despised people in society um, of his day. You know, the publicans, that's the people who run a pub. We have people like that today, don't we? Mm. Um, tax collectors. The reason tax collectors now, they're still hated today, but the reason these tax collectors were so hated is that they were Jewish people and the Romans employed them because they were known to the Jewish people to get less of a resisted, uh, resistant response. But unfortunately, it just made them seem like traitors. Mm. So they were really despised. And Gentiles, so non-Jews, uh, they were in the area as well. And as he was speaking about the kingdom of God, these are the people he's addressing and these are the people he's attracting more and more, those who really feel that they're lost. Mm. Um, and the religious leaders of the day were grumbling that Jesus was associating with these, these people because he was a religious teacher, he was a leader, a rabbi. So he says, if any one of you, he addresses them and he says, you know, what would you do? If any one of you loses a sheep, won't you leave those that don't need to be saved, that are, that are okay, and go and save the one that's lost? Mm. So Jesus is suggesting that um, that's what they should be doing. That, that's what he's suggesting. So mm. we often read this parable as the sheep, you know, the lost sheep. What do we know about the sheep? And, yeah, it's great that we go through and we see that God is happy when the, the sheep is found, but he's addressing this parable to the leaders, the shepherds. So <clears throat> I think it has more to do with the teachers and the leaders and what Jesus is trying to say to them than it is about the actual sheep. But what does the good shepherd do? What does the good shepherd do? In the story, he leaves the 99 who are safe and he goes out in search of the one that's lost and he does everything possible to find it. And, and I think that's quite critical because when he gets there, he, he, you know, he doesn't wait for the, the, the sheep to come to him. Mm. Right, He goes out there and he goes and finds it. And when he finds it, he carries it home just to be sure that it doesn't get lost again. Mm. You know, like uh, the lady, she should have scooped the child up and, and held it and said, it's okay, come with me, you won't get lost again. And, and then when he returns with the one lost sheep, he rejoices with all his neighbours and friends at the, the being able to find and redeem this lost sheep. So the reason for the parable in context is that the shepherd was supposed to go and find the sheep that was lost. Now, quite logically, if the sheep is lost, it can't find its way home. Mm. So it can't come to him. Mm. So he says, well, I'm not going to stay here and wait for it to come. It's never going to come. Mm. Um, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go find that sheep. And he's inferring that's what they should be doing, going out at their own cost and bringing that sheep back. 
in any means possible and with every means possible. And in fact, they, they weren't rejoicing at all that Jesus was finding the lost. <laughs> mm. Instead, they were indignant. They were indignant and perhaps their behavior and their attitude was showing something about their relationship with God. Jesus so often spoke in parables, didn't he, where uh, particularly in front of the Pharisees where he was referring to them and, and you know, often they say at the end, you know, they realize that he was talking about them. And yeah, I think, exactly. again, you know, this story was cutting to the heart. Is that what they say? Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, they probably knew that he was speaking about them once again. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think he knew, I think they knew exactly what he was talking about, and as you said, that's mentioned elsewhere. So, I, I think that's more often the case when Jesus is telling parables. Mm. Those who are hearing it, mm, they get it. Mm. <laughs> and often today we've got to do a bit of digging. Mm. Time for another break. I think coming up soon. Right. Okay. So, so make sure to have your phones ready at, uh, with the with the numbers zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one to be ready for our free offer, our, book, our free uh, book offer later on in the program. And the listener question: Have you ever witnessed uh, sheep that have been hand reared and see how they respond to both their owners and strangers? Well, the book that's coming is In Step with Jesus: The Power of Mission. But hang around so you can get the code later on. This song is called Oh God, You Are My God, one of my favorite artists, Fernando Ortega. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, and my flesh yearns for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM with David Maxwell, on or Max, on his series, The Teaching of Jesus, Lost and Found. So Max has been talking about the topic of the lost sheep. And before the break, you were talking about how these religious leaders that uh, Jesus was talking to at the time 
weren't really doing what he was suggesting they should have been doing. In fact, they were doing the opposite of what Jesus was wanting them to do, and that was to mm. bring in the lost. And yeah. uh, that's probably the reason he was you know, using these parables to try to get them to understand that. But um, was there more to it than that? Yeah, look, there, there really is, Jason. Uh, when, you, when you look at cl- closer at the parable, we can see so much more that perhaps Jesus was trying to teach his listeners. So let's dig into the first century application, because I think that's, as I've said, very important. So in first century Palestine, sheep were very, very valuable. Um, they were used for sacrifices. We see that throughout the Bible. Uh, when they were doing those sacrifices, obviously they'd have to skin the animal. They would then use the skins for clothing. The living animals they would use for milk. And I say occasionally meat uh, because it wasn't usually the common folk that ate the sheep. So those who were wealthy would eat sheep, you know, because they had lots of them. But the common folk, um, they really valued sheep. Uh, and, and so it was only if they had a valued guest that was uh, that they had to t- entertain or during the Passover. Mm. But they all used it for wool, uh, for clothing, and the milk for drinking, cheese, yogurt, or leban, it's called. I'm not sure what we would call the fermented milk today. What do we call that? Would it be um, um, like curds? <laughs> yeah, sort of. So we, we make things like cottage cheese and things like that? Yeah, yeah. So they would have a fermented milk. It just doesn't come to mind at the mm. moment. There's a, a milk that you ferment, and yeah, my, my that's wife very and my kids love it. These little, right. these little bottles, like I think it's called Yakurt or something like that. Yakurt, yeah, yes. that's yes. the one. That's the one. Yeah, so some people really love that, but they they would also use the milk for that. And from the reading I did, they very rarely uh, drank the fresh milk. They would make all those things out of the milk and then use them. So sheep was very very wow. valuable. But it was particularly valuable during the Passover, and everyone, everyone had to celebrate this every year. Now, it says in the Bible, every male must present themselves before me, but that was because they were the head of the house. So, a very interesting ritual that they went through every year. So, bear with me as I go through this with you. On the 10th of Nisan, which is around our... Um, March, April. Um, so the 10th of Nisan, they had to select the lamb that was going to be the perfect sacrifice. And they were very diligent to check this lamb out to make sure there was nothing wrong with it. Mm. It had to be a young lamb, just one year old. And it represented the firstborn of their house. So that's what it represented. They had to keep it with them until the 14th of Nisan when it would be sacrificed. Now, part of the process was that they would appreciate the value of that one sheep, that one young sheep over those days when it had been selected but not yet sacrificed. And it's also interesting that this ritual foretells what will happen to Jesus. When you study the New Testament and you study what happens to Jesus, he is selected by the leaders. I say that in inverted commas. They decide on the 10th of Nisan, which was a Monday in there or in our time, if you want to relate it to that, he is selected by them, and they say, we're going to kill this man. Mm. And they, So he is selected on the 10th of Nisan, and he is in Jerusalem. So Sundays, the um, Palm Sundays, we remember it. Uh, he comes into Jerusalem. He stays in Jerusalem that week. So he is with them from the 10th of Nisan till the 14th of Nisan, which was when he dies. So it's a foretelling this, what they had to do with this sheep. It was a foretelling of what would happen to Jesus. Mm. So, in fact, um, that Jesus used 
a sheep that was lost was of particular note because the sheep were so well regarded in Israel. So the actions of the shepherd uh, are also very significant. Jesus is saying, if you lost even a single sheep because of the value that we've just described, if you lost even a single sheep, you wouldn't stop searching till you found it. And he's saying, just like you wouldn't stop searching and you would search tirelessly for that lost sheep, you should be making the same effort for people um, who are lost. You know, those very ones they were complaining that Jesus was associated with, he was saying they need to be putting in the effort like Jesus is to make sure those people are feeling their need and wanting to be saved. So Jesus puts as much value on all people as they placed just on their sheep. Mm. And also the celebration that happens reinforces this. You know, the, the celebration in first century Palestine also denotes the value placed on sheep. Now, I don't know if you have any of your our listeners have actually been to Palestine. If you if you go there, if you go to Jerusalem and you witness a Sabbath, for example, a Shabbat, people understand the value of Shabbat or Sabbath. That that it's a time when they get to meet with God, time for them and God together. And they celebrate. You know, they're dancing in the street. Now, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that today we should be dancing in our church. But <laughs> celebration was a big thing for the people of Israel. And mm. it, 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 de- it denoted the relationship they had with the one they were celebrating. Um, and so they had this celebration on the Sabbath as it came in, and they have a celebration late into the night when the Sabbath is finishing. And so I can imagine what this celebration must have been like when they found the sheep. It denotes the value placed on the sheep. You know, they really appreciated this one sheep. Yeah, they had 99 others. And maybe in Australia today we'd go, well, you know, the fox got one. I've still got 99. Mm. It's okay. Mm. But they valued it so much. Each sheep was the same. So when one was lost, it was a big deal. When it was found, he would celebrate his great fortune at not having completely lost that one sheep. Mm. It's um, interesting that the parable that we talked last week was uh, the parable of the lost coin. Yeah. And uh, there was a celebration mentioned in that one as well at Mm. the end of it. And then there's this celebration that's mentioned here. And I I said to you last week, I think, David, that we've been studying those three parables and the the next one. Are you doing the uh, parable of the lost son or the prodigal son next week? Oh, we're getting to that next week. Next week, yeah. So (laughs) there's a celebration mentioned in that one as well. And um, it's tied in very well with our uh, study that we've been doing in our our church Sabbath school class with the young people. And um, mm-hmm. what's really beautiful is that this Sabbath, one of our young people is getting baptised. And so oh, this great. week we are actually going to have a celebration in our Sabbath that's school awesome. class. So it fits so well with this uh, this study. Yeah, 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 that's really, really good. And like, like you mentioned, uh, the... The coin that was lost didn't know it was lost. I mean, mm. coins have no personality. They don't know they're lost. It's not saying we don't have any personality, but the message there was even though 
that coin didn't know it was lost. The owner of the coin went after it to find it and, here. And it celebrated when it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm. that's right, and celebrated. And here, the sheep does know it's lost, but it didn't, didn't, you know, it didn't intend to get caught in the thicket or, or stuck on the hillside or walk away from its, from the flock and the shepherd. It didn't intend that to happen. Mm. It just did through inattention or mm. whatever. And the application for that is Jesus is saying, look, these people, yeah, sure. They're, they're, as it said earlier in the version you read, they are great sinners, mm. you know, but, or, or intentional sinners, but, but they've, they've got themselves in that position unintentionally. Mm. And so they're never going to come back. They're never going to come back because they're stuck there. Um, and we'll get to the application of that a little bit later. Mm. But the verses are actually saying, I say that you likewise... Will be there'll be more joy in heaven over one sinner that repents than over ninety nine persons that need no repentance. So Jesus is drawing this parallel between the sheep now and people, mm-hmm. and so now they're starting to understand because they know what they would do if a sheep was lost. And now he's saying, "Well, you're complaining about these people. I'm doing what you would do for sheep. I'm doing for people." And it sounds like Jesus is saying to these leaders, so get out there and make all of heaven happy. Mm. Go find some lost sheep. <laughs> Stop complaining. <laughs> mm. Absolutely. So uh, before we go into the break, uh, we've got a book offer that's coming up. The title is In Step with Jesus. And it's, a, it's actually a, a series. Uh, it's a number four of a series of four studies. But it's called In Step with Jesus, The Power of Mission. And it's by Jane Thayer. It's the fourth Bible study guide in the In Step with Jesus series. And mission is a powerful force. It gives people energy, purpose, and meaning in their lives. Using the concept of mission, uh, this lesson will examine Jesus' mission and trace how his mission was taken up by his disciples. So, speaking of looking for uh, lost sheep, part of the mission that Jesus has given to each and every one that chooses him to be their shepherd, And this song is called The Lord is My Shepherd by Brian Moss and Katie Hudson. The Lord is my shepherd, He is all that I need. He makes me to lie down in pastures of green. He leads me beside the still waters of blue, refreshing my soul on the path that is true. Thank you. 
listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and we are talking with David Maxwell, or Max, on the topic of the lost sheep. We're about to wrap that up, but uh, before we do, I promise to give a code to claim the free offer, the free book offer today, and it's uh, there's six copies to give away. It's called In Step With Jesus, Lesson Number 4, and The Power of Mission by Jane Thayer. So for today's offer, uh, you need to text 0488-880-891. You need to text this code. The code is FOUND2, no spaces. FOUND2 is the code. So if you text text through FOUND2, uh, the digit number 2 with no spaces, to 0488-880-891. And you can claim the book, the free book offer, In Step With Jesus, The Power of Mission. So, David, uh, before the break, we were talking about how God celebrates, and not just God. Um, it says here there will be joy in heaven. So I'm guessing Ooh. that it's that it's God and His angels are celebrating yeah. uh, in heaven when just one lost sinner uh, is brought back into the fold. So, um, how does this apply to us today? Yeah, that is important that once we've looked at the original context, the first century application, we, we then say, well, uh, okay, so I understand what Jesus was saying to his hearers. Now I can apply that lesson to us today. So that's, that's what we want to do. So let me start by illustrating um, uh, illustration I call the lost pet. Some time ago I saw a number of posters plastered on telephone poles around where we lived and someone had lost their pet puppy and they were desperately seeking for help to find it. And they even offered a reward uh, if it was returned and you all probably have seen that from some time in your life. Um, I suspect that's how we would apply the story today. Just like that little lamb had become a house pet for a week for Passover, as it headed towards that fateful day when it be sacrificed, the lamb was so special to the people of um, Israel at that time. Um, this lost dog, even today, is special to their family. Now, mm. animals which are treated as pets are very, very important to their owners. So Jesus was not just speaking to the first century Israelites, but he was also speaking to us. Now, we're not pets to God. Don't, don't, don't draw a wrong conclusion there, but we're certainly as valuable to him as pets are to us, but I would say infinitely more. You know, he, we, we wouldn't lay our life down for our pet, you know, but, but God did. He laid his life down for us. Mm. So our, our, the parallel application that we can get from this is that God treats people as very, 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 very special and very, very important. And he expects those who lead his people to be going out on a limb for them. To, to help them to to be finding those that don't even know they're lost and bringing them back. Um, in Isaiah 53, 6, we see an illustration of this. Uh, under inspiration, Isaiah writes and says, All we like sheep have gone astray. So Jesus draws a wider parable, a parallel, sorry, when he says that, And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. So although the Israelites were a particularly special flock of sheep, I'm using that word now to relate to those people, God has others outside that fold, as he called it, and he clearly, his mission is to bring them all together. You know, he says, when they ask him uh, where he's from, what he's doing, he says, I've come to do my father's will, and elsewhere he says, 
my 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 work is to seek and save those who are lost. So he's clearly saying this is what he came to do. So the Jewish people who are following him are his sheep, and I've talked about that in the past as well. We who have chosen to follow him, so we're Gentiles. Most of us are not Jews or have Jew- Jewish heritage. We're his sheep as well. And he was showing that through the parable. You know, those who, those who were um, um, persistent sinners, if you like, as they called them, very bad sinners. Um, Jesus even wants them. They're his sheep. And then there are those who have not yet chosen him and who have wandered away unintentionally, I'm saying. I'm not saying those who know about God and just say, I don't want anything to do with him. Well, yes, they're still his people. He, he still wants to save them, but they've chosen to reject him, so they're not his sheep. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. But, but those who have, have just wandered away, those who either don't know about God or haven't, haven't heard the good news, uh, they, they want to do the right thing. They're responding to God, but, but, but they just haven't found him. They're, they're, they're stuck in anxiety about the world or they're worried about uh, their concerns in finance or they're worried about how they're going to you know, pay the rent and look after the kids. And, and they're just so in, involved in life that they just haven't been able to find Jesus. And these ones that have wandered away unintentionally are God's sheep as well. Mm. So Jesus comes all the way from heaven. He did all that he possibly could by giving his life for the sheep so that he could carry them back to his father and place them within the fold again. And we see that in John ten sixteen. this one fold. Now, we often get distracted a little by denominations, you know, what church do you belong to? Oh, what church do you belong to? Oh, you must be, you know, and, and there's all of this discussion about right and wrong churches. God has a bigger church than we would like to think sometimes. Goes and beyond, we, it goes beyond the buildings, the, the walls absolutely. of our building. <laughs> well, a church, by definition, is people. Yes. It, it's, it's, a, it's an assembly. Mm. So an assembly, God's assembly, are those who are obeying him. Mm. And our, those in our church may or may not be obeying him. Only God knows that. So mm. uh, Jesus clearly aligns the rejoicing in heaven over one saved sinner with their understanding of the joy that they feel over finding that one all-important lost sheep. So we don't we don't just you know stick to our four walls and say, well, these are the people that God's called. Well, God's calling these people to go and find other people. Mm. <laughs> go and find those who are lost so that they would call everyone together. This is coming back to your idea of celebration. They would call everyone together and then they would celebrate, you know, that, that um, this short-lived result, this celebration about, the, you know, the sheep that would later give its life for some reason. Um, these people were celebrating for this one sheep they found. We might not have that person with us for very long, but we celebrate that they've been brought into the fold. They understood the joy that they felt at finding it. We should understand the joy of finding one person. And Jason, you were talking about you were going to have a celebration Mm -hmm. this week Mm -hmm. because someone's been found. What a great thing that is. Mm. Um, Go on, you share about it if you're willing. It's it's been perfect for our study because of the timing of it. But, um, but, you know, it's interesting that I mean, I have to say in our class that it's not that, you know, we think that she was 
loss, loss, you know, like mm. outside mm. of the church, but because she's grown up attending church. But nevertheless, mm. it's mm. still a commitment. It's a public commitment. Baptism is a decision to follow Jesus. And I think there's uh, much celebration in heaven over that as well. Yeah, and and when I read this this parable and it goes through there, it's clearly talking about people because in verse 7, so there is more joy in heaven over one sinner. And mm. I can imagine God and all of heaven rejoicing. It would be so much bigger than what I saw in Israel mm. when one person turns back to God and is eternally saved. So I bring you back to opening illustration of clean up in aisle five. Mm. <laughs> That woman really wasn't a good example. For whatever reason, I'm not condemning her personally, but, you know, for whatever reason, she's probably having a very bad day. But she wasn't a good example at that moment of how to treat people that you love. But Jesus' example of the lost sheep was. Jesus isn't waiting to grab you by the arm and drag you off for punishment uh, out of frustration. He's lovingly waiting for your return. And when you do... Uh, he's gone out seeking you, and when you do accept and return, he embraces you in his loving arms as all of heaven rejoices together with him. So today is your call to return. You've heard the parable. And first I want to address this to those who are not yet saved and within God's faithful fold. If that's you, then why not return to him today? You're not returning to punishment, but actually freedom from punishment to the loving arms of Jesus and an eternity that awaits beyond that. For those who are already saved, Jesus calls each of us today to go out and find those who are lost, not just the leaders. Now, he is speaking to the leaders of their day, but the leaders of their day were teachers, and every church member is a teacher. So he's given each of us talents and gifts to help us to do that. So what are we waiting for? If you'd like some help with either position, either to find Jesus or to go and help find others, please get in touch so we can help. Mm, absolutely. And do text us in to Tassie Encounters, 0488 880 and uh, we can have a conversation with you. We can give you a call um, or uh, perhaps we can direct you to somebody nearby if, uh, if that's more appropriate. Mm-hmm. And so... Make sure to join us in uh, Max's next episode, uh, next week on the teachings of Jesus, lost and found. We already hinted at it earlier on the the program that it's going to be the lost son. Mm. And, um, there was more than one son, wasn't there? So There was. Yeah, we'll be talking about that uh, uh, next week. And join us again. Join Jason and myself as we explore the, the minor, book, minor books in the Bible. We're looking at the book of Nahum. So finding Jesus in that small book of Nahum. So... We hope you uh, enjoy the rest of the day. And again, do not forget uh, today's free offer to um, get that lesson, that the, the book called In Step With Jesus, The Power of Mission. It texts us on 0488-880-891. That's 0488-880-891. The code. Did you mention the code? And the code, found yeah. two. Thanks, Jason. Found two with no spaces. Our next song is uh, from Don Moen, and it's called Psalms uh, 23. How appropriate is that? Psalms Mm. 23. So we hope you enjoy uh, the rest of the day and that you encounter more of Jesus. Jesus, 
my shepherd and only provider. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. He restores my soul. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me. All the days of my life, and I will dwell in His house forever until the end of time. Jesus, my shepherd and only provider, you make me lie down. Still water, you restore my soul. Though I walk through the valley of shadows, I will not be afraid. Your rod and staff are my only comfort, and you'll be with me always. Shepherd and only provide.